Welcome to another edition of The Empty Parlor. This is episode number 38, and I am one of your hosts, Jeff Lynch. And I'm the other host, Matt Lamb. And we just talked for about 10 minutes, and I realized that my recording software had cut out at four minutes. So we lost 10 minutes of bullshit. And you know what? It doesn't really matter because I'm pretty sure we were just talking about tzatziki sauce. Yeah, there was, we were just talking about our favorite. It was literally like fast food bullshit. regional foods and which ones that I enjoy like, and and why I enjoy it. It was you did and not miss on like, anything, dude. If Taco John's didn't didn't burst your bubble enough last round, yeah. then <laughs> how about some fucking Chicago dogs in Des Moines, Iowa, yep. dude? We we just kept talking about food because I'm thinking about all the food I'll be eating in Des Moines. Cause that's like that's like one thing. It's like I, uh, I like Des Moines had all of my like I had I had all these restaurants that I would eat at, and then I stopped eating at them when I moved. Obviously, because that's how you know being close to a place works. And now I'm thinking of like, all right, when I get back, I'm gonna eat at this place and this place. Like my brain is just like, man, I'm I'm gonna go back and eat all the cuisine that I fucking like destroyed over the course of five years. Dude, like uh. Uh, Lonely Island or what's that place? Ted's Coney Island. Oh my god, I like, love Ted's Coney Island. It's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> Y'all, dude, you've never been to Des Moines if you've never been to Ted's Coney bro, Island. Bro, dude, bro, dude, you go to fucking Ted's Coney Island, dude. You spend fucking like nine dollars, you get a fucking euro basket, dude. You get fucking fr- you get fries and onion rings and a euro for like nine bucks. You can't fucking beat it. I'm not gonna lie, I did experience this one time before a mic. Matt, Matt and I had a little bro yeah. date at Ted's Coney Island near where I lived, and then we went out to the open mic, and it was fucking, it was good. Dude. Yeah, dude. We we were able to have like two or three beers, and our bodies weren't fucked up because we're our bellies we're, were full of Ted's Coney Island. And also, we're fucking men, dude. If anybody wants to question our manliness on this fucking podcast, we're about medium. Yeah, we're, I'm like a medium man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like halfway. I'm not jacked and I don't do man shit, but you know what I do is eat fucking fast food and drink beers and not get drunk. What is man shit? Because like, I don't feel like I do real man shit. Like I go hiking. I do rock climbing. I like doing like, like outdoor stuff, but I defer all of my stuff to my best friend, Jesse for all of my like homeowner manly shit where I'm like, dude, my back, my back door is sliding real wrong. What do I do? And he's like, what you got to do is you got to unscrew these bolts. You got to pull it off here and then we'll fix the bottom part and then it'll roll better. And I'm like, I'm going to be here for you to do that. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, anyone can do man shit. Like man shit is not delegated just to men. What kind of man shit are you talking about? I don't know, man. Just like being a lumberjack and like fixing, like building sheds, you know, like dad shit. Building sheds, building sheds. I feel like it's like a like a something that a fucking dork could do though. It's just like you find you find the area and then you you build up. Like I feel like man shit is like, hey, uh, this is broken, and they're like, I got it. I'm just gonna take I this two by four and fix it, dude. Yeah, I feel like man stuff is like fixing stuff. Like building stuff is more engineering. Because, like, a man, a, a cla- classic Alex Jones man, 
classic Alex Jones man that believes that the goddamn moon uh, from Mars is controlling your every thought. That kind of man is probably going to build, try to build another moon. He's going to build like a, a moon real man. Fo- I don't know what voice <laughs> I was trying to go for. Just southern. Oh, dude, we we need to have a conversation between Alex Jones and that fucking stupid piece of shit weasel motherfucker that you can talk like. Ben Shapiro? Mm-hmm. So, for the sake of argument, if I yeah. talk like Ben Shapiro with Alex Jones, what would we talk about? For the sake of argument. Well, uh, I think we'd have to talk about... I think we'd have to talk about the causal reality of the, the difference between our kind of voices because I think my voice... I think... Our, I think... All right. So, I think as a... All right, I'm going to break the fourth wall here. <laughs> so, as... As Jeff Lynch, as... As Alex Jones, I really think that there is a there is a certain kind of people that respond to this kind of voice. Because I'm talking to you in this kind of voice, I'm talking to you kind of aggressively. And there's a kind of person that would really kind of reson- resonate with this kind of voice. And I'm like, they're killing all the women, and they're killing all the men, and they're killing all the boys, and all the girls. And then there's nothing left. When it's like, realistically, that doesn't make any fucking sense because it's like, dude, what are you talking about? And he's like, they're doing it. And then there's somebody in the mountains that's like, they're doing it. And then he like farts out a fucking sax solo because he's part of the fucking like, he's part of the Himalayan sax. <laughs> he's sax part of the American version in the, in the fucking Rocky Mountain or the, uh, yeah, the Appalachian Yeah, he's the Rocky Mountains. Mountain sax. Yeah, he's the Rocky, Rocky Mountains back. He's a, he's part of the Rocky Mountain butt saxers. <laughs> Rocky Mountain so butt like, saxers. Yeah, so he's like, Alex Jones knows. Farting out of his asshole. But then, well, I mean, like, where else do you fart? Like, I mean, off the side of a mountain is the only place you. If, 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 all right, here's, here's the thing. The uh, empty parlor secret is the reason why we were able to riff as effectively as we can is because both of us, when we were born, our parents, unbeknownst to us, hung our, our little baby butts off the side of a mountain and we <laughs> farted a sax solo. Into the oblivion together, we, and that's why we are so good together. Our parents never told us. My my mom and dad never told us that they met the lambs, and the lambs never told exactly Matt that they never met the lynch. It was our nat- it was and our natural butt vibrations that brought us together. It was like we farted. Uh, so so what happens a lot in a bar that people don't really think about is that there's a lot of si- silent farts. There's a lot of people lift their cheeks, but when when Matt, so Matt heard me lift a silent fart, and he was naturally attracted to my silent fart due to the resonant frequency of my butt. That night that we became friends, and that's why we started talking about the universe because we were predisposed by the holy order of the fart the the fart musicians. We have not locked into that yet. This is still like a, I, I, I actually, this is a theory of mine is that we are locked into the, the, butt the, the secret butt temple in Himalayas, but we're in like the shittier version of it in America, in the Rocky mountains. And there are a bunch of people that think like 5g is going to be bad for you and shit. That's why we're not like fully able to like lock in and like tune into the butt frequency. But where our butt frequencies interacted when I farted at that at that bar, and Matt felt it, and he was like, "This guy's gonna be my friend." Exactly, and that's what it was innate. Like I just I it was like I I felt like I just I felt this vibration, and I was like, "Did I fart? Like I farted?" And it wasn't me; it was Jeff's fart, and I was like, "Bro, 
we're, we're fart brothers and we didn't and we, we started didn't talking it. about the secrets of the universe and then he was like i think the universe might be a sphere and i was like i don't know and then i was like wait maybe you're right i'm so glad then, that that was our first conversation because i was like that was that was like literally like peak insane like manic i think i just figured out that the universe is spherical matt which i was like it was one of those things like i was like you 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 find out something or like you have that hypothesis you can't keep it to yourself because like you you try to like you try to be like i don't want to sound like a fucking crazy person i don't want to be like i think that the world like the universe is a sphere and then it, it, it fucking happens and like you 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 keep these thoughts in your brain and then you meet somebody who is like willing to listen to your insane thoughts and then they're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And you're like, oh, my God, I might be right. And then somebody smarter than me was like, that doesn't really make too much sense. And I was like, damn, but I still think that I'm right. No, because uh, remember that I actually like listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk for a while and he actually kind of confirmed what you said. Hell yeah, which is fucking it made me. So, I mean, I don't know. It, just, it, it made the most I'm logical smarter fucking than sense. You, dude. Like, well, I think we need to be fair here. I'm not smarter than you. I disagree. It's, it's what you were insinuating before. <laughs> I think that you are way smarter than I am. Yeah, whatever, dude. I think I don't that even I'm have like... a college degree, dude. <laughs> you do. Wait, you have a wait. You say you don't have a college degree? No, that's right. That's my greatest secret. Is that like people think I have a college degree, and I don't. I don't actually have a college degree. I, I definitely thought you did as well. Holy shit! Not that it matters, but like I just was like in my head, I was like, oh yeah, Jeff's super smart. He went to college. He's got it. Like just in my head, like I just naturally. And maybe that's like a prejudice of mine that I just assume that people who are like smart and can like hold like a conversation, like, I don't know, maybe that is a prejudice I need to explore. I do honestly, though, feel like um, my time in the military and specifically what I did was like a crash course in like uh, academic thinking, though, because like what I did was analysis and it was like reject all bullshit, only believe real stuff. And you're going to you're going to be dealing with like some of the greatest powers in the world and you need to get like foreign government information and figure out if it's real or not. And, you know, like like what I did, I feel like was an exercise in academic thinking. So like I understand where people would assign to me this guy must have had a higher education because I did, man. I like I spent years like figuring out how people thought and like literally surveilling people and being like, this is how people act and, and move and the cause and effect rea- reality and relationship between like what they did the day before and how they're going to do things the next day and, and understanding geopolitics and, and getting an inside scoop on, on internal politics and knowing why certain things were passed because of defense budget things. Like, like, I think I got, I think I like got an inside scoop of the ice cream cone where I don't really require a, a a degree to be able to talk the way I am because, like, one, I think there might be, like, a predisposition where, like, I would have been completely able to have a college degree. But, like, also, like, my line of work that I went down, working with so many people that had high-level degrees and and being in that realm, I feel like, helped me. But, yeah, I don't, I don't have a college degree. I'm a fucking ignorant fuck. I don't, it's just, I think that you, you hold yourself in such an intelligent way that it feels like you, like you have the assurance that people like, cause I don't, I don't, I don't want to put this in like a bad way, but like 
you hold yourself as an like as a like uh like informed person because you are but like usually like when i meet people who like have like i don't know there's just like a certain vibe that like people who like that like not like superiority but just like that like shared like fuck we kind of went through some garbage like like brain training kind of thing and I, it just felt like we had that same kind of vibe it's like oh yeah like we both went through the same like kind of bullshit but like you went through like a, an entirely different, different kind of bullshit. yeah like an entirely different kind of like brain training than me oh dude yeah i was uh i was trained essentially i was like you know you go people this is going to be a hot take and people are not going to be happy about this i guarantee it but like when you go into the military it's a it's a like you said brain training exercise but it's also a brainwashing exercise it's it's trying to get you no matter what your your career is to give up everything for the guy next to you so it's a it's a it's a brain training exercise in 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 ethics it to a certain extent and then it's it's a brainwashing exercise to be like if you're ever in the field of battle you need to give up what you are because the next person could possibly not die. So it's like, if you know a bullet's coming at your buddy, you, you kind of like in my personal experience in my training, it's like, you need to stop that bullet from hitting your butt, you know? And it's like a different kind of like a different kind of training. But then also like what I went through from uh, additional training was uh, like I said before, was to break down everything where like you're given a piece of message traffic is what I dealt with in the, in the Intel world where I'd get something where it'd be like, uh, fuck, God damn it. I could give a really cool example, but I don't know if it'd give up too much, but let's just say we have information that this dude, God, I can't even really tell too much, man. Cause I don't want to give up any tactics, t- techniques or procedures, but it's like, we know that this guy goes outside every single day and he goes and he waters his plants every day. And then afterwards he goes out and he tells a bunch of bullshit, like fucking stories to his like, com- like comrades out in the town square where he's like, we need to fucking blow up the military bears nearby. Well, like from my, my training, I could be like, okay, well he's like watering his plants. Where, where's he going to get his water at? You know what I mean? Like, it's like thinking that next layer deeper where it's like, okay, we know this guy's a terrorist and he's a fucking bad guy. But we also know that he cares about his plants, but he also needs to get his his water for his plants somewhere. So we don't want to like hurt this guy when he's near. But so this is really morbid and this is what I used to do. So this is going to be like full disclosure here. But it'd be like we know that this guy goes to the town square every single day. So we have a pattern of life on him that he goes to the town square every day. But we don't want to hurt the people that he's talking to because we only care about the person that's that's providing the radical behavior. So we know this guy is being told by his boss to go spread radical bullshit. But this guy also has a has a passion for horticulture. So he has to go out to his well every day. Well, we know that his well is far enough away from his house. We're not going to hurt his family. So we're going to take him out there. So it's like terrible shit like that that has led me to be able to see through that kind of veil of warfare into reality where the, the job I have now is working for a bank. And it's like, well, we see that these set of circumstances are impacting the customer this way well what is actually going on and then my expertise is more like well what is the other piece of information that you guys are overlooking that we're not overlooking or that we are overlooking because you're not seeing this in a fundamental perspective 
wherein that if we want to address this situation where we want to benefit as a bank better, maybe we can look at this in a different perspective kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I think that's like, that's where my, my like higher level education came from through the military. Not only in that I learned how to be a fucking pretty much like a stealth assassin, but it was more like, let's think of this in the same way, but not in the terms of being an assassin kind of, kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, it's, you had to like completely train your brain to like literally think uh, like you like it's it's almost like programmed anxiety kind of but i don't really feel like i have an anxiety problem well i mean like not necessarily anxiety but like in most conversations uh, where a lot of like people who struggle with anxiety like where that comes from is like we're so focused on like what's going to happen so it's almost like somebody captured like the idea behind anxiety and was like Let's weaponize anxiety. No, it's more like the stuff I'm not telling you is what where the weaponization comes from. I And I can't tell you, man, because it's like the reality of the situation is, is that if somebody from a, a adversarial country to the United States picked up that some guy that used to be our enemy is making a podcast and now he's cool. You know, and it's like, what is he going to tell? And they pay attention to this. And I go, we find you this way. Then they'd be like, okay. And then, you know, like some potentially like covert operations totally bunk. It's like, I know all this, a a lot of information through ways I can't tell you. But it, but like the weaponized anxiety, I don't know about that because like I'm not anxious. I know in those situations where I'm, when I was at work back in the day working for the United States air force, it was like, I'm not anxious beyond anything besides like I have to take a human life, which is the most horrible thing that you have to think about where it's like, we're in combat and we, we know that this guy is going to die today, but when is he going to die? And, and knowing that is like the grim reaper dude, that was the craziest thing about my job back then was like, well, we know this guy is going to have a house dropped on him in terms of monetary value, in terms of the missile missile cost. And it's like, this guy, this guy's not going to be here later, and we're going to watch his funeral. But we need to know full well why we're doing this and when and the circumstances around that. And we need to know exactly, like, this guy is deserving of it, quote-unquote, of that, you know, per the Geneva Convention and stuff. Even though now, like, stepping back from everything, I totally deplore my my previous involvement in that stuff. Like, it's like, it's like my mom asked me, uh, because I hadn't had these long conversations with her. She was like, would you join the military again? I was like, mom, no, I had to kill a lot of people. I would never, ever do that ever again. Like I would never relive it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, you, you, you learn the horrors of it by going through it rather than like knowing exactly what you're getting into at the time. Bro, when I got into the military, I I thought I was going to be some geek behind a desk, like researching like the capabilities of Russia and like getting inside scoops on like what certain countries were doing, which which I did do, but it was in direct operational capacity where I'd be like, okay, so this guy just told 25 people to go and take out this base. So we need to go call in an airstrike on this organized group of 25 people 
through our assets and then we are going to go spy on this guy and two weeks later we're going to blow him up. It was fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, no, that's like the the crazy. access and like <laughs> the inside pipes that we had, like and and in like seventy years, I feel like like if this if we had a podcast when we're eighty, we're like episode one thousand, like two thousand five hundred, you know, of the empty parlor. Maybe I'd be able to tell you guys exactly how we found people, but like can't I can't I can't say any of that stuff. But I can say it's like we found people on on different level, dude. It's so fucked up. <laughs> It's like dudes on the top 10 most wanted list of FBI. And we're like, we're like, yeah, got him. We know exactly where he is. What's up? And they're like, just chill for three months. We're like, okay, we'll watch him every single day for three months. Here you go. Just watch that fucking dude. Like, yeah, that's, that's got it. That, that definitely affects your brain in a way. No, you know what it does, dude? It desensitizes, desensitizes you to death. That's what it did to me. Yeah. Which is, you know, I'm assuming not exactly the greatest thing to have, but no, you know what? Honestly, like it, it has provided me with this like shitty thing of PTSD, seeing a couple events that I will never talk about on the podcast. Cause they're like, it's a, in a fucked up way. They're not public events. And if I wanted to talk about them, I'd, I'd have to go through air force, like cost, like uh, uh OSI. And I'd have to tell them about what I saw and what I could talk about and stuff. But like, there are a few events that like still haunt me. And like the really like that's what haunts me. It's not ghosts or anything. It's just like what I was, what I, I wouldn't say forced to, even though like it was my job. It was like what I had to see and go through, uh, in the capacity of being an RPA, uh, operations team member. Uh, we're gonna involve the pilots, the imagery analysts, the SIGINT analysts, the like the central operator, the Intel analyst, like I was as an Intel guy. It's like, I know this guy's uh, fucking story. I know this guy's, I know this guy, what he's done every step of the way as far as we've wanted to follow him for. And it's like, I know this guy, I know this guy, I know who he is. I know, I know when he prays every day. And then it's like, I'm, I'm calling in a chariot of death that's going to take him away and he's going to be gone forever. That's like the fucking craziest thing where it's like, where it's like, uh, it desensitizes you to death, but it like sensitizes you to, to choices and options, even though like the choices and options that, 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 that person had, he had the choice and option not to make those terrible fucking choices to like participate in terrorism. But can you really blame the guy when you really come down to it? Where it's like, if you felt that a tyrannical, outside source was fucking your life up would you not want to stand up for them like the people around you and against the thing that's that you think is oppressing you you know what i mean yeah no it's, it's definitely a weird moral dilemma it's yeah and the fucked up thing is is that it's not necessarily a moral dilemma for me outside of killing someone where it's like directly involved where it's like i have dude okay i've been accused of bragging multiple times by fucking vets because they're fucking don't really know. And honestly, I'm going to be a fucking dick here and be like those vets that weren't involved in operations. Don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But it's like, when I talk about like fucking taking lives and shit like that, it's something that I'm not proud, not proud at all. But like the number that is associated with my name and the people that have died is way too fucking high for me to want to talk about. And it's fucked up. 
It's like, it's crazy, dude. It's like literally like a pay, like a, like I closed a book and then put the book in the fucking dusty corner, but I know it's there. And then also I'm writing another book right now. You know what I mean? About my life. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, that shit's going to, you know, that, that's, yeah, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how to. I'm sorry, man. Like I, I, it just went to a really dark, deep, fucking weird place. And I really, really like apologize for bringing you there too, man. No, it's all good. I mean, you don't have anything to say and I feel bad because it is something that like people don't really, it's like, it's like, what do you say? What do you say to that? And, and I feel like that is kind of a powerful conversation to have because like, like a lot of people have veteran friends and a lot of people have friends that have been through, through a lot of shit. And like the stuff that, that is in my past, it's like every time I talk, try to talk about it, uh, it, the fucked up thing to me is that anytime time I try to talk about it, other veterans try to call me a braggadocious douchebag or something. Yeah, no, that's fucked where up. I'm like, dude, I remember uh, it was like nine 11 and it was in lefties and somebody had like, they're like, it's nine 11. And I was like, I killed way too many of these fucking people. I feel terrible about it. And the room went quiet. And it's like, I'm sorry, man. If you're not going to fucking toast to this shit and like not realize that there's some people in the room that were involved in the direct repercussions of nine 11, I don't know what the fuck you want to talk about. Like you're going to sit there and be like, be like, yeah, some people weren't involved in like the counterterrorist operations that were directly stemmed from this shit. Then it's like, what, what are we talking about now? Are we just talking about a hollow fucking event that is nine 11? Or are we going to talk about the entirety of that where it's like your peers were sent into warfare, no matter if it's like like some of the people we know who went there and had to use their hands and, and feet in warfare or was me behind a fucking computer fucking putting coordinates on a map and being like, this is where a guy is. Let's follow this guy. This guy did terrible shit. He gets far enough away from people and he blows up. Like it's the same fucking thing, you know? Yeah. No, it's – I mean I think the people don't really understand the like weight – like, cause it, it's so, it's been going on for so long. Like it's, I mean, it's literally been going on longer than it's like, I, I was, but like, I was going to say something dumb there, but yeah, it's, it's been going on like crazy long. Like the, you know, it was like what started 2001 ish. So I mean, it's literally been I mean, 20 really fucking years. It's it, 20 it's, fucking years. It started, it started in 1991. Well, I mean like the, like, like, Honestly, if you really want to track back what what happened, it it's not only in the eighties with with the oops like the usurpation. No, not that's not the right word. When when we when we created a coup within Iran, insurrection. That's when it happened. Not an insurrection. We literally replaced their government. I think it was in the eighties, um, but essentially we replaced the government of Iran, and that like started out the destabilization of the mid- Middle East. And then you had shit like uh, Al Qaeda, which came out of Saudi Arabia. And what Al Qaeda actually like stands for is the base. Al Qaeda is like base, which is in Saudi Arabia. Interesting thing that not a lot of people talk about. And part in that, it, as an like, I'll, I'll speak as an analyst right now, outside of the whole system, is that the reason why we don't speak negatively of Saudi Arabia that that's come really much to the forefront forefront in the last 10 years is their power in oil oh yeah wherein we're not going to fuck with saudi arabia they literally killed uh kamal Khashoggi or jamal Khashoggi. they killed that guy because he was 
like because he was against the Saudi regime, they killed him. And the United States is like, fine, that's fine. But we're gonna actually we're gonna we're gonna blow up a guy in uh, Iraq because an Iranian pissed him off, pissed off the United States. When it's like, okay, well, Saudi and Iran are like fucking foes to the end. Like they've been foes since the beginning. Yeah, we. It's kind of fucking. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird because like a lot of people don't understand that like we're not really like on, like America's not really super on the right side. Like I mean, obviously we're not like you know taking out innocence but also like we fucking kind of are as well like collaterally just because i never did not you you but i'm saying like i mean like no 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 i I gotta i gotta clarify that shit being the the role that i was in i have to fucking clarify to people and be like i never killed someone who was never who was not responsible like i can confidently say that i never had a non-combatant killed where it was like anytime that we had to do a loss of life operation that Anytime I was in there, it was very much so. The only people that got taken out were the people that were responsible for whatever we were pegging on them. And like I said, like we have, we had so much information, dude. I'd be like one, one situation. Um, and this is something that people claim that I'm a braggart on, but I thought this is an interesting situation that I actually like employed my analytic, um, know-how on wherein the, so we had this guy in Afghanistan and he was a big, bad, he was a bad dude. Like, like, I think he was like on the FBI watch list, but not on the top 10 bad, bad dude, like terrible dude did a bunch of terrible shit, like literally helped out with some bombings. That I can't talk about. I don't know what the fuck is still classified or not, but terrible dude. And, uh, he had a guy from Iran who I can't tell about who that guy was from Iran, but big bad guy from Iran as well. But like for like two weeks, we're watching this guy and I developed a pattern of life on this guy that even our partners didn't know. And I can't even tell you who our partners were, but it's just like another organization that, you know, exists or doesn't exist can, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But our guys on the ground, let's say, they didn't know the direct pattern of life. And I was like, okay, so this guy, this guy lives on this mountain here and the Iranian guy just met up with him last week. And every day that these guys have been together, they have two, like 14, 15 year old guys. And we determined that through like audio visuals, not audio. No, I shouldn't say audio through audio, through visual, nothing to do with audio, just all visuals. We could tell that they were kids. So they like ran down this mountain. These two kids did every day at one o'clock local time to Afghanistan to go take a shower and bath in the, like the local Creek or whatever. And the Iranian dude and the Afghani guy were alone every day for like an hour. So like we did this pattern of life and I was like, Hey guys, trust me. They've been doing this every single day. Yada, yada, yada. We observed this pattern of life and we use that pattern of life in order to take the dude out. And it was like, dude, I like took like a month of information in order to make sure that all the safety precautions to protect these two random kids and the Iranian guy were all in check in order for us to take out this one dude there. So it's like, I know that what I did was completely like conscious of not hurting any people that didn't necessarily need to be hurt. But also dude, the tax 
that comes with being someone who was responsible for loss of life is never going to go away from me though. It's fucked up. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, so I don't have much more to say. So much worth. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like what what I find so like hard to navigate is like my job is stigmatized as like baby killers and like blown up people at funerals and blown up people at, at weddings. But like I can confidently say that like in my time, it never had that happen. But I'm pretty sure it has a lot. And that's all I'll say. It's like there's other times where I know that other other people operating haven't but it's like what was the cause of that who fucking knows dude because all i know is that when i was operating i had all the information i hope more more people and i know that there are better and more capable analysts than i out there but it's like fuck man i've heard i had heard stories when i was in of like weddings getting bombed and it was like why why the fuck did that even happen (laughs) it's like holy shit i don't know How how do we even get on this topic dude i'm sorry like fuck got real dark real quick yeah this one i have no idea i think it was because like i i we like we mentioned our just our different like upbringings as far as like our wait like oh yeah yeah, well like yeah i brought that up i'm sorry i tend to do that i'm sorry so i think that's probably like a symptom of ptsd honestly is for me to go on tangents like that about my military experience so i apologize to anybody that's listening to this because like I think that is something where, where if you get me off on a on a bite of going off on that, I'm probably gonna go off on it for a while. So it's like probably a fault of mine. I need to figure out where it's like don't do that because people aren't into that kind of conversation. Yeah, no, I mean, if you gotta get fucking, it's important to talk about. You know what? Like, even though this podcast isn't for this, like speaking about shit like that, and in the podcast, I'm definitely guarded. And I'm not speaking a hundred percent wholly honestly and like speaking my mind because of like just the implications of saying this out into the internet. But it is a it is like a source of self coping with the shit that I dealt with. To be completely honest with with you, man, like like doing the doing the stuff that and seeing the stuff that I saw and the stuff that I really that really fucks me up. I won't talk about the podcast. I'll only talk about that in like person or whatever. But like, dude. It, I feel like I'm a very mentally stable person, but that's that stuff creeps in. And like when I'm going to bed at night, sometimes it'll be like, Hey, remember this? I'd be like, I don't want to remember that, but I guess I am right now. But yeah, and and I feel like bringing that stuff to the forefront and like talking about it takes it from like the vet, like the dark corners of my brain and brings it out and be like, yeah, he already talked about that shit today. So we don't need to fucking haunt him with it tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I feel that it's no, it's, it's again, not nearly on the same level, but I mean, that's like, it goes back to how I, you know, our friendship started is because I had some fucking shit floating around in my brain and it was all I was fucking thinking about. And I literally just needed somebody to fucking be like, Hey, you'll sit and listen to me talk about why I think the fucking universe is round. Great. I'm going to fucking tell you all of my theories. Like sometimes it just fucking falls out. Dude, maybe, dude, I don't recommend this to anybody, but maybe it really what it requires a good like conversationalist is somebody that been, has been through some shit. So it's like, I've been through some shit. So I'm like, you, you have some stuff to talk about. So I'm going to sit here and listen because I have a lot of shit going through my fucking brain, dude. And I want to give you the opportunity to talk before I just fucking dump all this garbage into your head. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, you know? I 100. Like that's why, like I, I, I love. I don't. Know, I think that's why I consider myself kind of a people person because it's like I understand that sometimes you just want to fucking talk. Like that's why I, I love talking to people because you like. I I have a penchant of just talking to people and being like, all right, no, we we covered the fucking bullshit. Now, like, tell me about tell me about the real things. Like, I want to talk to you. Like, I don't want to talk to. I don't want to talk to so and so at the bar. I want to talk to the, whoever you are right now. Like, let's fucking talk as a person. Like that's like I, I like oh, doing yeah. that where it's like because I'm like Matt Lamb at the bar is not you know Matt Lamb on the empty parlor and Matt Lamb on the empty parlor is not Matt Lamb in person like and it's not that I like have different personalities but it's like there's different levels of energy and different levels of like presentation so like the, you know the person that you're gonna talk to at the bar is like you know usually you know if you're gonna talk to me at the bar it's like hey you know we're having drinks you know we're having a good time we're let's talk but like every once in a while sometimes it's like but also like what do you think about fucking aliens like. It, Love it. Yeah, there's like sometimes there's just that like little piece that's like, all right, but like I want to talk to the real person now. Like we we, we talk to each other, you know, we, we talk to our bar versions of ourselves, but like let's talk about the real shit. Nah, dude, I don't fucking talk to my barber the right way. I, just, I talk to my barber like I'm a oh, fucking no, not barber. Like, my bar oh, version, like there's like the bar version. Oh, bar version, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, barber Yo, is dude, like you get, you get me fucking, you get me talking anytime. I'm just gonna be asking questions and just at, like being like, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> and you know what dude i am fucking so sorry it's 40 minutes in i feel like every 40 minutes into the podcast i need to take a fucking mean piss <laughs> and <laughs> i don't know where you got to go from here because i just left you off on a cliff but i'm like stomping on the ground trying to take a piss right now so i gotta run off you fucking dude go anywhere and then i'll come back and i'll pick up all right? hell yeah sounds good okay right, sorry sorry everybody for being so dark oh boy so Fucking not at all related to anything that we were talking about, but kind of on that same note, I have the gift of the gab, as some might call it, and that's why I enjoy doing stand-up comedy, I enjoy meeting people, I'm a very social person, but I am curious as to how all of that is going to continue. I obviously, you know, COVID has made it so that I don't go out, because I'm being smart, and being safe, I don't want to get anybody sick, I don't want to get sick myself, but mostly, like, I, I wanted to keep other people safe. I, I'm, I'm a pretty healthy young dude i'm not too particularly worried about getting covered myself but you know i'm not a selfish dickhead so I'm, I'm more concerned about other people than i am myself so that's why i personally made sure that i didn't go out because i wanted to keep other people safe and in the end uh, i you know I, I don't really meet too many people now because fuck you know where the fuck where the fuck am i gonna meet people in my house it's not gonna it's not gonna happen so i'm curious as, as to see whether or not you know I'm personally affected, but also if other people are going to have, you know, that same type of thing and whether or not, even if I consider myself a people person, whether or not people that I would normally have talked to are also going to have some sort of hesitations and are not going to be as social with me even like if there's going to be that same hesitation across the board so that no one's going to be talking to strangers anymore. Is it all going to be, groups of similar friends and is it only going to be friends at bars is is the bar stranger friend that you talk to for a night is, is that you know extinct and obviously i think that you know the people who chose not to uh you know self-quarantine and went out they're a specific type of person that are probably going to hang out but am i going to resonate the same way with somebody who did the same thing as me because i don't think i'm going to resonate with people who just didn't act like covid was a thing and 
you know, didn't wear masks and went out in public and drank all the time, you know, because, you know, that, that to me was this whole, like, oh, no, like, uh, it's, it's my personal liberties rather than giving a shit about other people. I don't vibe with that, so I don't know if I'm going to vibe with those type of people. I think there's going to be some schisms in society, not only just because of, you know, people losing social skills, but also because now there's, like, two, there's, like, different types of people. Not that there's, oh, you know, there's always been different types of people, you, but now there's, like, you know what I think? two vehemently you, I think different sides that people are going to disagree I, with. Hold on, dude. I think it's two different sides. I think it's people that watched Osmosis Jones growing up. <laughs> And then people that didn't. <laughs> it's true. Dude, Dude, I watched Osmosis Jones growing up, and I was like, these motherfuckers are working hard. Fuck off. Stop fucking with Osmosis Jones, bro. Get him a vaccine so he can help out with this fucking invasion that's going on in, in most people's fucking bot, Some people's bodies right now, you fucks. But, like, so Dude, many your grandma, just don't your even grandma's, that it's real. My grandma died of COVID, you fucks. If any of you if any of you are listening to this and you're like, COVID's not real, my grandma fucking died of it, dude. She died. She fucking literally died of it. So you think her osmosis Jones and her body wasn't like, where the fuck is the help? Where the fuck? Where the fuck is the backup? I need some fucking backup over here. I'm osmosis Jones inside of Jeff's grandma, and I have no fucking help, dude. Where's the goddamn vaccine? Dude, we need more fucking backup, bro. Exactly, and goddamn, Osmosis Jones just got absolutely fucking left out to dry. Mm-hmm. Osmosis- Yo, maybe that's the way that we can get these fucking dipshit fucking semi-boomers on our side and be like, you have Osmosis Jones behind. It's true, and these people just, I don't know, it's just, it's going to be interesting to me, because like, I really don't think that I'm going to like get along with people who didn't care, you know what I mean? Like, if I, if I start talking to a person, they're like, oh, yeah, I never paid attention to any of that. Like, I'm not I'm in, I'm not going to vibe with that person. I'm going to be like, wow, you were a whole selfish asshole, huh? Like, you were so concerned with your personal liberties, you didn't give a single shit about anybody else? Cool. Like, how does it feel to be three years old? I just uh, put a Facebook status on after so long of not putting a Facebook status. Actually, my last Facebook status was <laughs> my last Facebook status was thanks to the laser spine specialist. I can finally fight my wife's new husband, Danny Krause. And the only like I got on there was Matt Lamb. <laughs> but, but my new one is stop leaving osmosis Jones. Excuse me. That's a double burp. That's a triple burp. Maybe that's even a hiccup. Excuse me. But my new one is stop leaving osmosis Jones behind. Goddamn right. We need his help. And he needs ours. Get your fucking Fauci ouchie. Get your fucking Fauci ouchie. I got my first Fauci ouchie uh, on, let's see what the date was, ladies and gents. It was March 29th. I got my first Fauci ouchie, and I'm getting my second one next, like this month, later this month. And then I will try to write some jokes and maybe do poorly on stage. Fuck you got. I want one so bad, but I... Um, unfortunately, well, not necessarily unfortunately, but uh, I don't fit any of the requirements because I'm a healthy young mid twenty or late twenties now, man. I got like, with no I got health like issues, so 
the government's like, nah, you don't need it, even though we're throwing away millions of doses because no one's fucking getting it because our entire country's full of fucking idiots. We're like, I don't need no vaccine, no Jesus. Dude, I had a coworker that was saying that the, the vaccine was going to make her daughter sterile. And I was like, you're dumb. But I didn't say it. <laughs> In my head, I was like, you're dumb. Also, there are worse things than sterilizing our population. That's not, don't take that out of context. But hey, there are there are less worse things than Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like that was completely a joke. Let me just clarify that. I I do do not support eugenics. That was a jest (laughs) on a podcast. Let me just be very clear. I, no, I, realize, I do feel you though like I like said Gilbert's it, yeah. joke about like maybe we do just need another pandemic or something like yeah. that like we need like take out the dumbest fucking people but the weird thing is though is that like these things don't take out dumb people nope. they take out old folks and they take out old folks that are being taken care of by smart folks yeah it's a whole it's it's just wild to me that like people are so stupid that they're like, oh, it's not directly affecting me, therefore it isn't real. It's like, how fuck, like, how fucking stupid are you that like you you have to have it? It's like, are you like, did you never have, like, if I came up to you and fucking grabbed your nose and stuck my fucking thumbs in between my fingers, I'd be like, oh, got your nose. Would you fucking think your nose is gone? Is that how fucking stupid you are? Do you have no object permanence? Like, are you actually that fucking stupid that you don't <laughs> believe that if something is not right in front of you, it isn't real? Like, because that's how I see these people. Like, they're literally dumb children. I could see that as a, an object permanence issue because they don't see it. But I think the most, like, the grandest ar- uh, irony here is that as an um, American nation, people have been worried about people in third world countries because they were not affected by the Cold War because they were not claimed by america or russia so it's like third world country yada 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 and then like 90s came along and we're like we need to get vaccines to people in third world countries and everyone was cool with that everyone was like yeah dude let's get some fucking let's get some fucking vaccines to uganda x y and z you know like let's get that going and then we're like america's fucked just like those third third world countries were without their access to medication but we have it here because we have a new thing. And they're like, fuck that, dude. Fuck that. It's my fucking right. But it's like, dude, you know all those pe- those poor kids you're bitching about? Well, they're alive because of the vaccines that they got through your own same initiatives. So, like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You're like, you're like bitching about bitching about fucking like people that are starving in other countries, but also saying that you don't want a fucking vaccine. So it's like, pick the people that are starving over you, you fuck, you know, it's like you asshole. You're going to say that they deserve it. And they like, we reduce the rate of death in other countries, which is un like, unfortunately raising the level of poverty in some countries, unfortunate, which we need to help out as a global economy to help those people out. But simultaneously, the threat of socialism and the subversion of the American intellect into thinking that vaccines are bad are both hand-in-hand hurting these starving kids in third-world countries that parents had used to make their kids eat food that they had overbought for years it is fucking ridiculous, dude. God damn ridiculous. 
Right? Does that make sense? Like, people are bitching to their kids to eat their food because there's people starving in Africa. But they're also simultaneously saying, yeah, my kids need to eat their food because there's people starving in Africa. But also, I'm not getting a vaccine. But also, those kids that are starving in Africa Africa got a vaccine so that they wouldn't die. So the only reason I got to tell my kids to eat the food is because the kids that need to eat the food are vaccinated. But I refuse to vaccinate my kids because I live in a more privileged society. Fuck off, dude. It, this is the dark episode. It really is. Like the amount of science sorry, denial man. is insane. Like it's the it I don't know. It 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 makes me so like legitimately like sad for some Humanity. people because it's like they live in this weird binary world where the like the media that they like is right, the media that they dislike is lying. And the media that they dislike happens to be, I don't know, pro-science, which is, I don't know, objective reality. And these people live in such a weird fucking fantasy land that they reject objective reality for these weird creature comforts of, like, being right. Like, but they're not right. They're they're so in their heads that they are correct that they refuse to look at any other fucking, like, perspective and then they end up killing themselves or other people due to their actions by not getting vaccinated. It's like, how, like, it's sad. They're so ignorant and stupid that they literally are a danger to themselves and others. You know, man, it, it, it's a, it's an unfortunate symptom of intelligence because there are levels to the game of intelligence, you know, where it's like, you can be smart, but you can be directly manipulated by someone way smarter than you, and you don't realize it. And, you know, Dunning-Kruger effect goes into that, where people are like, yeah, I understand vaccines. And then it's like, no, you don't. And they're like, I do. And then, like, five years go by, and then, like, it's uh, 100,000 people die, and they're like, I guess I didn't know that much about vaccines. I feel bad. I'm going to start learning. But then their kids start learning. They're like, you don't need to learn because I didn't learn at that time. And then it, it creates like a fucking like cascading wave effect of the Dunning-Kruger effect. So you have people that are like, I learned, but I'm too embarrassed to fucking tell people that I learned. So I'm just going to let people be dumb. Yeah, I also think the other... That's how I feel, dude. It, like, ir- crazy irritating part is like, again, it's it's their, they warp their reality around what they believe. So like when COVID wasn't spreading fast because of the regulations they were like see COVID ain't even that bad so then they completely broke everything because they're like oh it's not a big deal and then they caused this massive surge and then the protection that they put in place they were like well see those protections didn't even work so what's the point and then it's the same fucking thing with masks like the people that wear the masks like once like people like these people who refuse to wear masks spread more and they're like see the masks don't work it's like you you're so fucking blind and dumb that like your actions are causing these problems and you're like not because I think I saw a post that like that like uh, that really like summed it up fine, and they even like pointed out it's like this is exactly what's going to happen. Like the pattern is going to be, uh, like the there's going to be mandates that pre- help prevent the spread. It's going to prevent the spread. People are going to believe that the COVID is not that bad. They're going to start disobeying the like things. There's going to be a spread. They're going to say that the fucking like uh pr- like the guidelines and stuff don't work. And that's exactly what fucking happened. We watched it in real time. It is. Yeah, like people refusing to acknowledge that their own fucking mistakes caused massive deaths. Yeah. 
Dude, honestly, like, <laughs> I I am flabbergasted by the amount of disinformation that has been allowed to exist because of the Freedom of Speech Act, where people are like, what? I have the ability to say, and, and you know, sorry to any of our Southern listeners, but I use a Southern accent for dumb people. Sorry. But they're like, sorry. But uh, if God wanted me to be alive, I'm alive. And Kenneth Copeland said that he got rid of COVID like like in April of 2019. So it's fine. <laughs> and it's like it's like Jesus, fuck, man. This is so bad. It's just it's irrit- and then and then the, the final like cherry on top of everything is they're like, oh well, you're actually the sheep, and you believe all this nonsense and blah blah blah. Like you're mm-hmm. so fu- and it's yeah, it's all projection. It's it's all yeah. like. You believe what everyone else tell you. It's like, no, dude. What I believe is what doctors and physicians and clinical studies tell me. What you believe is a guy on YouTube because you think that the guy on YouTube knows more than you do so that you think that that guy is the ultimate source of power. So you're going to go tell people like me that I'm wrong because I don't have a Ph.D., but if the doctor came to you, you'd get fucking, like, you would get fucked. You would get completely, like, bent over a barrel if this doctor wanted to be like, oh, hey, motherfucker, oh, you want to fucking exchange some fucking science facts? Let's go, bitch. You know, like, it's never going to end well for those people. But they, they are like, as long as I don't encounter a doctor, I'm good. It's just... You know what I mean? I don't know. It just, it's, it's like... It's like living in fucking fantasy land. Mm-hmm. And I, it just, no, that's the whole thing. The Q anus thing is all fantasy land. It's a big LARP. It it, it really is. Like, no, really, it truly is. Like, what else is it? It's. I mean, it's it's a fucking troll. Like, it it, it can't. No, it can't, it's beyond a no, fucking troll. But I mean, like, it's like it's a troll in the terms of the fucking guy from South Park. That was like revealed it all in the end that he wasn't even Danish. And then he was like doing the troll trace. If anybody is like, like uh, uh, familiar with this, where it's like the guy in South Park was pulling all the strings as a big joke. Like, no, dude, it's not that way because what is actually happening is that people pulling the strings are involved in the American political system. And they want these people to think that way so that they can subvert them and sell them stuff. They can sell them a Trump presidency. They can continue fucking pa- like taxing them to create a fucking false prophet, which is Donald Trump. Like they have been fucking hit with 3%. The Donald Trump campaign has been hit with 3% of all fraud cases in all of America up to this date. That's a fact I just saw. It's insane. That's fucked up. Also, did you see that fucking golden Trump statue? What? Yeah, there's a gold. Oh, at the RNC. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, with like, he had like weird, like America, like boxer shorts on or whatever the yep. fuck. And it's like, oh, He's like a, a literal golden calf, like a literal golden calf now. Like you're literally worshiping a golden calf and you so-called Christians don't realize. Like, I am not even religious. I barely paid attention when I did go to church. And even I fucking know y'all. It's like, how fucking dumb are you to not know like one of the biggest things don't worship false fucking idols what like what like what more like a golden like it's 
it's not even false idols, false prophets. Yeah. So anybody that's not like not preaching exactly what the Bible says, you're not supposed to believe in him too. It's so so this fucking guy is saying that I can shoot someone on fifth Avenue and be fine. People are like, fuck yeah. And be like, that's not in the Bible, dog. That's a false, false prophet right there. If I've ever heard one, they're like, Oh, he's God. Jesus would have been a MAGA man. Yeah, no, he wouldn't have been. And also, Jesus had a six-pack, and uh, none of you guys are jacked. <laughs> come at me, scrub lord. I'm ripped. Dude, hey, Jesus, come down from heaven right now and fight me. I'll fight you and the devil at the same time, and I'm going to fucking get a non, non-fungible, non whatever the fuck that is, token. Let's fucking fight. Because first time Jesus and the devil team up against a mortal... I'm the Nephilim, motherfucker. I've been playing Diablo. <laughs> Let's fucking go, bitch. Oh, shit. I'm the... <laughs> Did you see the... I just. I think something that made... Uh, just, there was a video of, quote-unquote... It, it was a parody video. I think it was College Humor or something like that of Republican Jesus. And, like... Oh, my God. It was so fucking funny because it was, like... He's a dick. Yeah, it was, he was, like... And, uh, you know, like... And if somebody comes to you and is poor and what you know, whatever, say ew and walk away, like, <laughs> like that type of shit. And it goes no, on for like. A, if Jesus was a oh wait, if Jesus was a Republican, yeah, 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 that would completely change the definition of Jesus because you you hit Kenneth Copeland with the idea that that a rich man finds a harder time walking through the eye of a needle than a than a camel does walking through the gates of heaven. Yeah. And he denies that. Then it's like you're not a real Christian, dog. Yeah, so that was like one of the things. He's like, uh, you'll have a better chance of getting into heaven if you're rich, like really, really rich. You should try to do that. Like, that was like one of the things in the video. Just like literally hitting like every like opposite of what Jesus was preaching. And the comment section was like, "How dare you make fun of Jesus? Like you're mocking my religion." And everyone else was like, "Oh my god, no, we're literally pointing out that this is the opposite of Christ's teachings and." It's what Republicans practice. And I realized, like, oh, these people conflate the two things. They don't realize yeah. – they they aren't being taught the nice part of Jesus. Like, they don't know what they, – they these people literally have never read the Bible. Like, then, Small town bigot reality, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you is that I grew up in a fucking town. I'm clapping behind this <laughs> shit because I fucking believe it because I was taught – that the fucking Japanese internments was not that fucking bad. That is bullshit, dude. I'm so mad at my fucking small town Iowa and education where I was taught, yeah, Japanese internment existed, but it wasn't as bad as what happened to the slaves or the or the Native Americans. And that's what I was taught. I am so fucking mad about that, dude. I am so mad about the revisionist history about what happened in my in my school. It's fucked up. And you know what you're you, and what you're talking about is the exact same fucking thing where it's like, why are we taught this one version of reality where it's like, no, there are multiple sides of what happened to everybody. So we should talk about them. It's like in a hundred years when they talk about what happened on January 6, 2021, then people are going to be like, oh, these idiots were mad because the guy that they vote for di- voted for didn't win. So they decided to attack the Capitol. Therefore, they're terrorists. On the other hand, we have Native Americans who were invaded by a foreign force and they used the weapons that they had to fight the foreign force Second Amendment bullshit, yada, 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 yada. But 
the fucking fact is, is that since we live in America and the winners write reality, that if we let too many people that are sympathetic to what happened on January 6th, is that in 100 years they might say that the government, the tyrannical government, pushed these people to be this way. That's what cannot happen, dude. True. Just fucking Yo, dude, and that's what somebody that came from a fucking world of fighting terrorism. If you want to fucking question me, I had some people on Reddit bullshit with me talking about the definition of terrorism and fuck with that. And I'm not one to reveal my character on Reddit because it's just not the way to go. But I'm not going to be like, I was this, that, or the other thing. But I'll tell my podcast listeners, I fucking literally fought the the war on terrorism for five fucking solid years with, with one year dedicated to training for that same f- purpose. Dude, I'm telling you right now that what happened on January 6th was an act of terrorism. And I'll tell you that much as a veteran, as a fucking person who hates fucking bullshit terrorism in the, in the negative acts against people that are innocent. It's like this shit was directly fucking terrorism. Anybody that tells you that differently needs to fucking read a book because any sort of fear that is imposed upon a populace for political purposes is terrorism. And that is what happened on that, that date. You know what I mean? 100%. And then like all those fucking speakers that like, we're going off like before all that shit happened and then none of them got like nothing like Roger Stone just fucking like literally saying like we're gonna have to fight a war like fight like they said fight like a billion times and then they're like I've been holding out yeah yeah it's so annoying to like literally have witnessed like war propaganda being spouted by these fucking people that were speaking at this like event before Donald Trump's like thing and then the fucking riot happened and they were like oh this was just uh-huh. a random thing planned by fucking like Q- uh, by Antifa it was all like not mm-hmm. us and it's like literally you had a fucking guy saying this was like a, like basically calling for a holy war and then like yeah, you were like nah but it, it was not it was totally just you know fucking Antifa I'll tell you right now I've been holding off on this sentiment this entire time when this was coming up but I've been saying personally to my friends and now I'll say it to the podcast is I have personally been responsible for taking someone's life that have, that did the exact same thing that Alex Jones did prior to the one six interaction on one five. We've said this before on this podcast on one five, we sat down, Matt and I, we sat down to do the podcast, but first we listened to the insurrection pre-meet thing and it was horrifying to the point where we didn't have a podcast and i'll tell you right now a thousand percent i'll tell you out of my heart i've taken someone's life because it did exactly what alex jones did and you know what in retrospect i do i'm not happy and i'm not proud of that but the reality of the situation is is that an enemy of the united states preaches War on the United States Capitol in Afghanistan. A week later, they get met by hellfire. But people that do that, that are United States citizens, that do that under the guise of a United States president, don't have the same consequences. Wherein I don't wish that consequence upon the people that enacted the the insurrection on 1-6. But they deserve consequences and that's all they deserve is they deserve jail time because they're American American actors and 
the reality of the situation is is that these would have been foreign actors. They would have been met with hellfire. It's fucked up, but it's a reality. And I'm telling you guys right now that the shit that I heard is the same kind of audio that I was fed as an analyst on the on the desk, sitting there listening to terrorists fucking say bullshit, getting the the translated version of that, validating our airstrikes and being like, this guy said that X, Y, and Z, and it was direct animosity towards the United States Capitol or the president or United States interests, X, Y, and Z. You want to fucking name them. It's going to apply to what Alex Jones, Roger Stone, all those people did on 1-5 rallying that crowd and saying, we need more soldiers. We need more people. You're going to lose people tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be the day of reckoning. All that shit, I promise you, I've literally, as I'll, I'll just admit it, as Jeff Lynch, as a fucking Air Force member that is doing the duties that come in, come with being a member of the armed forces. I fucking took people's lives doing exactly that, that took people's lives that did the same kind of things. However, I'll say I do not support the same kind of action. However, Alex Jones deserves to be completely fucking removed from the American platform. Because if we, if the American military can remove that person from the entire fucking reality that we live in, then people that support an insurrection against the Capitol should be deservedly deplatformed. That's my my personal opinion. Don't blow them up, but get them the fuck out of here because they're direct problems, dude. Absolutely. And with that, we've, we've <laughs> hit one hour and five, and i got to start being yeah, a Yeah, and that quieter. is the drunk rambling, ramblings in the empty parlor as you learn that Jeff did a bunch of fucking terrible shit in his past. And uh, I didn't only view UFOs, but I also participated in a bunch of bullshit. I don't think I've ever revealed that on the podcast. But, yeah, man, I was involved in a lot of loss of life stuff, and I talked about that extensively on the podcast. And I'm sorry for, like, bringing up any sort of uh, PTSD triggering events to anybody that's listening to this, and I really wholeheartedly apologize. But that's kind of my coping mechanism whenever this comes up is that I talk about it and fortunately for you guys that it's 38 episodes in and you haven't had to be uh, subjected to my ramblings about the subject at hand but you know what 38 episodes in I had three IPAs and the subject came up so that's what happened so I apologize to you guys next time We'll talk about way more lighthearted subjects. We have uh, the subject of employed monkey versus who is that, Matt? That we're gonna bring up next time. We have. I don't, I don't know. Do you, I think we should keep employed it. baboon versus like sniper monkey. sniper monkey. Yeah, employed baboon versus sniper monkey. We'll talk about that next time. Uh, again, I really, really want to apologize for bringing up those dark, dark times in my life. Uh, but again, it's just kind of like my coping mechanism and. Uh, that's just how it is, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to wholeheartedly apologize for bringing that stuff up because I feel like that's like a dark thing for anybody to deal with. And it's just like kind of rehashing of, of a previous employment that I had, but you know, it's the empty parlor and that stuff's going to come up. It's just two dudes having a good time talking and you know, the detailed dark. Hey, my cat just me out. What's up habanero? What's up dude? Get the fuck out of here. But, you know, that stuff just comes up. And I think 
the make it make it matter, make it happen philosophy of the empty parlor is kind of supporting that because you know, that happened in my life and I want to make change happen. And and change starts with communication and that's how I feel. And if I can't talk about that on the podcast, you know, there are th- some things I literally can't because of classification like uh classification restrictions, but beyond that though, I feel like this podcast is a place to talk about that stuff if that's okay. But you know what? It's not going to happen a lot. It's not going to happen again for a long time if it ever does come up again. And I, again, for the fourth or fifth or seventh time, I want to apologize for anybody that had to be subject to that. And then actually is to this point of the podcast. Well, hell yeah. I don't know. I think it, it, hey, man. it's a, it's a good, it's a good cast, but, uh, Make sure you go yeah, over but it to didn't, oh, didn't need to happen though, you know. <laughs> didn't 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 need to happen, you know. It's like I always regret bringing that stuff eh, up. It's good to get it up. Yeah, that's fair. Alrighty. Sni- yeah, sniper monkey versus employed <laughs> yeah. baboon next time. Hell yeah! Make sure you head on over to punninggame.com where you can find such podcasts as Fun Pun Gaming. Network more energy, more energy, Matt. Come on, more energy. What the fuck? Make sure you head over to punninggames.com where you can find such podcasts as Fun Pun Gaming, Not Worth the Time, and of course, my personal favorite, Who Gives a F, as well as returning classic things about stuff, and my personal favorite, Who Gives a F, as well as returning classic things about stuff, and No Rational Thought, as well as my two archived podcasts, Monster Jamboree and The Grove, as well as, you know what, you love it, dropping every Tuesday, The Empty Parlor. Also, make sure you check out the Pun and Game Teespring where you can find both parlor gear and empty parlor gear. Or punning game gear and empty parlor gear. Sorry. Yeah, check out that empty parlor gear bias, and you'll look cool. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, guys. Sorry again. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.